Hello and welcome to the SJ Chronicles. Today is Friday the 20th of October. Can you believe it's Friday already? <laughs> it seems like um, a blink of an eye ago that I was saying it's Monday, the whatever of October. Anyway, um, I honestly believe that before I know it, it's going to be next Friday <laughs> because um, I think I can honestly say them at the precipice of uh, rather the start of um, probably the busiest eight days I've had in quite a long time and I've had quite a few busy days um, there's just a, a massive amount of stuff to do um, in the next eight days a lot of uh, we're, we're getting a bunch of design stuff done so a lot of feedback into um, what I've what I hear uh, you know we should be calling design assets so that's a new one on me but that's what we're going to call them um some video and some still images uh, i've got a couple of events to attend i've got a cpd event to give myself um we've got a presentation to do to around the ralph um some video filming just yeah a lot of stuff in the next eight days um it's going to be an interesting time of getting the proverbial shit done um grinding hustling etc um, yesterday was a good day. In the afternoon, I spent some time having um, infamous one-to-ones with Rue and Stacy, who I've mentioned before are helping us. Um, they are a fundamental and intimate part of the foundation of the Ralph. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's easy in all of the task execution to um, forget to set some time aside to just catch up with each other, um, find out how you're doing both you know professionally and insofar as one wants to share. Um, personally, talk about, well, I, I think we had very great, lovely conversation about all kinds of things that was very open. Um, and yeah, so we hope to try and make sure we can schedule that um, regularly. Because one of the key things um, that Rue and Stacey will be doing is, you know, helping me to make sure that everyone that's part of Team Ralph um, is well and well cared for and emotionally and mentally um, doing well, as well as, you know, all the other professional, um, career-related, uh, objective skill-related aspects of their existence. So, you know, but um, there's this whole thing about making sure that people are, um, that the caregivers are also cared for, if you like. So, you know, it's one of those things that um, that I'm very conscious of. Um, so they're playing a fundamentally, massively important role in, in the venture, in the journey, in the vision, <laughs> in the mission, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then in the evening, we had one of our monthly meetings that I've mentioned before on these podcasts, um, all about the planning or the Ralph from a cultural point of view. And yesterday's topic of discussion was how we hire people that have um, an attitude um, that we have, well, that has been labeled as positive, but I think it's hard to really give it a label. But for me, I think I sort of prefer uh, to, be hire, to be saying that we're looking to hire people that are consistent with our culture. Um, and even more than that, it's more, It's not even that they're necessarily already consistent with the culture, but that they are open and receptive to our culture and that when they're exposed to it and they come to understand what we're talking about, 
that it actually sort of feels right to them, that it feels intuitively like the kind of place that they want to be. And it's been interesting because obviously we've already um, employed and certainly committed to employing a number of people. Um, and that has been on the basis of essentially either people that I know already and feel that, that you know they would fit that role or people that I've met with for a cup of coffee and a chat for often about two hours. And we've talked about all kinds of things and it's during that process where I've sort of left thinking, okay, this person feels like they get it, they feel like they get that essence, the energy I'm getting from them um, feels right, you know. And the conversation yesterday was how do you translate that into a process that may not involve me anymore going forward and that can be consistent um, with other people. I'm going to check out from the segments and I'll pick up um, on the other side. Cheers. So I was saying before the break that what we were trying to work out collectively yesterday evening was, you know, how do you make sure that you, insofar as it is is possible, um, recruit people to the team who from the outset um, have the right set of attitudes, uh, buy into the culture and the core values. And although it's a spectrum and people will be starting at different places on that spectrum, you know, somebody that at least shows you within that process of recruitment that they are open um, to the culture and to giving it a good good go and to tasting it and to seeing how it feels for them and to, um, you know, progressing, developing, evolving into that culture. Um, And obviously in, in a veterinary context, in any veterinary context, but especially in a referral center, you know, some of the roles, obviously people had need to have a minimum level of skill to perform those roles. I mean, the Ralph is a specialist referral center, so we're going to be employing um, only board certified diplomat specialists as referral clinicians. So that's the kind of minimum requirement in terms of um, qualification, if you like. But we all know that even within that, there's quite a lot of variation in terms of skill Um, And skill is not a single entity, right? So there's manual dexterity, um, practical skills, there's uh, the skills of clinical intuition and gut instinct, um, clinical reasoning, there's problem solving, you know, um, skills in diagnostic imaging. I mean, there's lots of different skills and it does vary on an individual basis in terms of your relative skill sets in different areas. Um, You know, and then when it comes to the, the nursing part of the, the team, for example, you know, yeah, we're probably going to end up with a blend of specialist nurses that have done quite a lot of further qualification and others who haven't but are interested in doing that. Um, and throughout, we're sort of saying, well, okay, how do we find the people that um, we think are going to fit with our culture? And, you know, obviously from the beginning, you've got, you're setting up a new hospital. There's quite a lot of new people being brought together. Um, some of them will be working with each other for the very first time and you know we need to try and do the best we can to make sure that the team that we put together at the beginning understands the vision and, and sort of buys into it and, and helps to evolve and develop it. Um, going forward there's obviously an existing team in, in an operating hospital and 
that recruitment process may then be able to change. Um, and the question is, how do we do that? And, you know, as I was saying before the break, thus far I have um, met with people on a one-to-one -one basis, had a coffee and a chat in an informal setting in a coffee shop, whatever. Um, and just talk to them a lot about what they're looking for, what we're planning to do, listen to the things they're saying to me and, and come away with a, you know, as good and a read of those individuals from a two hour, generally two hour experience. Um, and that obviously involves a certain amount of, well, skill on my part in terms of emotional intelligence and being able to read them and get that sort of energy and that vibe off them. And, and that doesn't mean I'm right in my judgment, but you know, it's, it's the judgment. <laughs> um, and we'll see whether, whether I'll be right or not. And I, I do intend to continue that process throughout the pre-launch period because I think it takes a lot of time um, to do, but on the flip side, I do feel like it's very, very important that I, as the founder, am involved in the recruitment of everyone that's going to join the Ralph before we open, um, regardless of who they are. But obviously that process is not going to be able to continue indefinitely, although from where I stand, I will do my very best to make sure that it does. Because I just think it's that important that, um, but nonetheless, you know, there will be times when that process needs to be handed off to others and at least to, to start the process. And so getting everyone on the same page in terms of how we recruit and what we're looking for and what are the processes that we will use, what are the questions that we might ask, etc. To try and make sure that there is that consistency. And it was really interesting listening to the discussion last night, you know, that there clearly isn't. <laughs> amongst different people's perspectives and um, you know one of my jobs is to make sure that the people that don't currently understand the perspective well enough in terms of what we're looking for recruitment you know get up to speed as it were anyway I'm going to catch you later on I'm going to get on with some work and um, I will give you an update later so I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll catch you soon cheers bye bye Hello, I'm back. So it's uh, 25 past 11. Hope you've had a great day. I um, yeah, had a long one, uh, day one of eight. Um, lots of hours spent at the computer, which is never good for you, is it really? But um, a bunch of stuff that just has to get done at the moment. So what are you going to do? Um, as I mentioned this morning, lots of things around uh, this design stuff that we need a bunch of assets ready. Um, and we were on a pretty tight schedule anyway, um, and then something else has come up. We found out about yesterday afternoon. It's a good thing, it's an event that we have to be present at, but um, you know, we need some of the design stuff done for that as well, and so the time sort of pressure um, has escalated yet further. Um, so, actually I should say that <laughs> I'm recording this um, another one of those times with one hand on the phone and the other hand stroking um, the adorable non-human person that cohabits our house with us, namely Lucky the cat. And she's doing what she always does, which is to sort of wander around and therefore expect you to follow her around um, and uh, go, go around in circles and so on. So uh, the sound might be a bit weird. But um, anyway, um, so today was a classic example of something that I talk about um, quite often with different people. And that is this whole um, balance between trying to do a good job, deliver uh, quality work, 
execute on tasks well, um, but not get crippled by the detail and not get bogged down in the minutiae and really to have your priority as to get things done rather than get them done perfectly. Um, that's not to say you do them badly and I think this is obviously the point that has to be understood is no one's advocating doing shoddy work but you know sometimes you can do 80% of the job you need in a certain time scale and then spend a lot longer improving it by a few percent if you like and if you look at it from a pure return on investment I mean you're preparing these images for other people to look at for example um, or writing something for other people to read and you know you've really got to think how much difference is it ultimately going to make? Um, especially when they are things that, you know, may have a moment in time, as it were, and then become sort of irrelevant or go down into the history, into your library of resources or whatever it might be. Um, you know, and so just kind of saying, well, okay, where is it best spent my time? And for me, you know, when you've got a, an ever-expanding to-do list, um, and everything surely needs to be about momentum and progress going forward, then I'm, you know, um, becoming very, uh, I think I can recognize it in myself really in the last couple of years, um, my willingness to let things proceed that aren't, in inverted commas, as good as they could be, is growing because of this recognition that, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do and it needs to get done and in the overall scheme of things, some of these things just don't matter in terms of the minutia and the detail. Um, but of course, not everyone is able to be comfortable with that kind of approach. And so, you know, when you're working as part of a team and there's other people involved and you're trying to cultivate a collaborative culture, and, you know, if you, if you ask others for their input um, or others have an entitlement to provide an input, then, you know, you're sort of obliged, uh, is probably the wrong word actually, but... You know, you, you, you want to know what they have to say. Um, but of course that means that there will be times when people want changes to be made to things that you don't think are necessary. Um, and, you know, if it's eating up your own time when you'd be were planning to do other things, um, then obviously that can become a little bit of a, a friction point. Um, but, you know, it's just... Uh, so it's an interesting difference, difference in approach. And we're obviously all on our own journeys of personal development. Or I hope, anyway, that everyone is relatively self-reflective and, you know, uh, assessing how they work, etc. I'm not sure that that's necessarily true. But certainly within my circle of people that we talk around about with the Ralph, I think that's certainly something that we're trying to cultivate is self-awareness and emotional intelligence and trying to understand other people and so on. Um, but today's been a great example of this with these design assets, just difference in approaches. Uh, between myself and another individual um, and you know that's just a kind of clear <laughs> interesting thing anyway I'm going to be working all weekend so I'll probably pop in and do at least one or two segments if you don't tune in then I'll catch you on Monday in the meantime take chances be compassionate live in a beautiful state have an open heart